If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Podcast Unlocked, episode 42. This is IGN's best and only Xbox 360-centric podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Hopper, the head of IGN's Xbox channel. Uh, Joining me today are locksmiths Peter Eichmanns. Hello. And coming back is Stephanie Lee, associate editor of IGN Wikis. Hey. What's up, guys? How's it going? It's going pretty fantastically well. Excellent. Fantastically well. Good know. to hear. I'm kind of tired. I might have just. I might start making up words throughout this whole episode. Are you? I, I, I feel like I've got a lot of energy because, uh, uh, as as both of you know, I've changed my <laughs> desk to a standing desk. So now I don't. I don't get that that lethargic kind of like post lunch <laughs> feeling that I'd get normally if I just sat down all day. So I'm like feeling good. Ah, yeah. I, I don't know if I can do that. I don't think I can. Oh, my legs are definitely tired, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying sitting down doing this podcast right now. <laughs> I would spend way too much time just shifting back yeah, exactly. and forth and eventually just dancing yeah. back and forth. Well, I'm hoping to start dancing like while I'm standing up. Yeah. yeah. Play some Old Republic and just bust a move. Yeah. <laughs> pretty rad. Slash dance. Slash, Slash dance. dance. Slash dance. Everywhere. During the boss awesome. fights. Did they ever fix that? <laughs> they problem? did fix it. Okay. Unfortunately, that's so awesome. Oh. For yeah, those, that was really cool. For those who didn't know, who don't know, um, before when you when you're in the middle of combat, you did slash dance or like slash get down. Yeah. Like you, your character would start dancing, but then the mob would not be able to attack you. You're like invincible. It was awesome. <laughs> but they would just be wailing on you the whole time. <laughs> you just wouldn't take damage. <laughs> Sounds like a plot for a Kevin Bacon movie. <laughs> One that I'd watch over and over again. It's true. It's a classic on TNT. Oh man. Sunday night at like nine anyway <laughs> let's move on guys. down to the details <laughs> anyways all right dream i've got a couple of things on the docket today yeah. um our very own justin davis got to check out mass effect 3's connect integration at ces uh, last week and his preview went up for that Grenade! oh yeah. r- wrong game <laughs> wrong game no I, you can probably do that with uh mass effect as well can't you i think i was watching yeah. the demo up on ign and uh I know we're putting up Justin as a photo somewhere of all the commands you can use in 
Mass Effect Connect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Grenade's one of them. Yeah. But it's, you know, compared to Halo, obviously, Mass Effect Combat is a little bit reserved. Like, it's pulled back. It's not quite as Twitch-based mm-hmm. and fast. So maybe, just maybe, mm-hmm. Grenade will work a little better. It's true. But, I mean, there's also a lot more uh, squad management that you have to take care of in Mass Effect. And it seemed really responsive from what we saw on the the demo. And I know (laughs) um, when that first went up, people were talking about, like, there's a little bit of lag with what you're saying. But, honestly, if you're using the controller to direct your squad mates where to go Mm -hmm. and what to do, there's always that little bit of lag, too. Like, um, I heard him yelling out, like, stasis, and somebody would launch stasis. And there'd be that moment where the person's like, okay, check that. You know, I'll do it. But the same thing happens when you do that with your controller and, like, the, the control wheel telling them to do the same thing. There's a little bit of a lag there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I so it seems it. solid. I don't think I'm going to use it, honestly, just because it seems a little bit much. Mm-hmm. The, uh, one, the one reason I did like it, I noticed um, out of everything you can do, you can change your ammo type on the fly. You oh, know, from handy. like uh, hot, I don't even know what the types are anymore, but you can literally say, hey, you know, such and so ammo, such and so ammo, mm-hmm. and uh, it'll change on the fly, and you can see the color on your arm leading into the gun or on the gun change. Yeah. Which I, I dig, because otherwise you have to dig yeah. into the menus, change your ammo, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. I was going to say, I'm all for it. I'm not going to buy Connect for it. I mean, it's not like a, it's not going to prompt me to go get one, like rush out the door and get one. But it adds a new layer of, like, interactivity, which I think yeah. is really cool. And people will crap on it, but I just think it's really cool. Yeah. I mean, and there are people who are going to use it and people yeah. who are going to enjoy exactly. it. Exactly. And it's not, I mean, the thing is, it's there if you want it. It's not going to take away from the game. You can yeah. still do everything with a controller if that's, mm-hmm. your, if that's your game. For sure. And, I mean, I think that's the perfect middle ground for a Kinect hardcore experience. It's exactly. something that, you know, if you want to use it, if it, you know, it supplements the experience. <clears throat> but, ultimately, it's just there if you want it. You don't have to use it. Yeah. And it solves all those issues of getting, like, you can you can, you can actually eat and play now at the same time. You, <laughs> yes. you won't get all that grease and, like, chip crumbs all over your controller. Oh, but that's what I like to do. Oh. <laughs> I like to just filthify my controllers. They're covered in, like, sea salt and vegetable oil. <laughs> and then I eat. They're just yeah. so, so flavored controllers. I'm, I'm just, like, envisioning you, like, taking a <laughs> shot of vegetable oil, oil with, like, sea salt chips. Is that yeah. What you do? Yeah, totally. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm I'm watching the the Kevin Bacon dance off movie and just doing shooters of vegetable oil. Of course, and with, yelling with at your TV, yeah. yelling at Connect. I would definitely or not... yelling pause because you're obviously watching this through one of the entertainment services pause. on Xbox. I wouldn't I wouldn't use it at work though because I I don't know just. just... I think well, people would is, enjoy that too much, and I don't want to give them that pleasure the th- of uh, watching me yell at my voice TV. controls are kind of, kind of troll me at work because every time I have to go like record a video using Connect voice controls, like mm-hmm. when the new dashboard came out, we did a video with the beta, and I was showing how to use like Bing and stuff. And even though we're in a quiet room, uh, it was not picking up what I was saying. And as soon as we'd stop recording, it'd be fine. It'd do exactly what I said, <laughs> but it was just like. It was trolling me when I was trying to, oh, yeah, you know, show that. Oh, you did that video of the for Halo anniversary. Oh, that one too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. That one was just hard because we were in the middle of the office and it didn't work. No. Well, you know what? I think we we destroyed that video because people were confused when we yelled at Connect to Teabag, <laughs> and too many people thought it was real. Uh, so anyone did. who got confused, we apologize. You can't actually Teabag yelling at the Connect. We, uh, we thought it would be. Funny. You cannot yell Teabag and get a, expect to get a response. Exactly. You have to be a lot more coy. With yeah. your teabag requests in Halo. <laughs> but definitely, ever since the new dashboard, like, the Connect voice voice functionality has been a lot more solid. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm always surprised at home with um, Connect to find out what it can and can recognize. Like, you're, you know, you can say Xbox, games, play disc, or play 
Um, Fruit Ninja Connect. I, I, I mentioned this the other week. I have a thing for Fruit Ninja Connect. It's fun. <laughs> Um, but you can tell what to play and where to go and what to do, and it works out pretty well. Mm -hmm. But it's still a little bit awkward. You still feel like you're on that Starship Enterprise. Like, computer, do this. <laughs> warp <on>. speed. <laughs> if your Xbox can go warp speed. That'd be rocking. Oh, my God. Oh, man. That'd be so, wild. yeah, it's, I think it's cool. It works. I think the developers know <laughs> what they're doing. And I might find myself actually using it to change ammo types so I don't have to pause the game. Um, mm -hmm. But overall, I'm not going to be yell things like liara cover me <laughs> which is one of the features or yeah i forget the other example from the demo video um about like you know covering fire or go there or you know actually equipping a douchebag yeah which i'm pretty <laughs> sure is one of the uh commands <laughs> totally totally yeah we can make a wiki of the long list of uh commands that'd be pretty cool oh yeah and that would be i, I do want some more good connect <laughs> stuff though like, I, I have, like, the basics at home. I think I've talked about before. Like, the Gunstringer and Fruit Ninja. I'm fine mm -hmm. with those. They work well. Dance Central is fun um, with other folks. I think Haunt came out today on XBLA. Yeah, it did. I know nothing about it. Is it scary? I don't know. It's no. a... Yeah. I'm not really... It's supposed to be. It's like a haunted Apparently, house. Apparently, Tim Schaefer kitschy and... of Double Fine Productions voiced the main character in Haunt. That's cool. So Exciting. we'll check it out. We'll let you guys know. Um, right now, I'm actually working on Scary Girl, the other game that's available on XBLA. My first impressions are that it's actually really good. It's very stylish. Sweet. Uh, the combat's a little bit better than, you know, straight Mario jump on enemies. You mm -hmm. actually, like, weak attack, strong attack, fling enemies, use enemies like a hammer, squeeze enemies to get life out of them, all while going through this super um, artistic world with cool characters and quirky things going on. So uh, great jump in, jump out co-op we found uh, in the office here mm -hmm. where you get like this bunny guru following me around that has awesome kung fu moves um, but I'm only a couple levels in so look for the full review coming up on IGN very soon but at this point it sounds like you're pretty positive on it I'm, I, I'm feeling good about Great. it yeah. better than Amy oh, most <laughs> things are better than Amy <laughs> oh Amy if anyone is curious about Colin's review score it is absolutely uh, spot on mm. <laughs> even though the developers Agreed. claim that people are don't like the game because it's hard that's not the real problem yeah, with what, Amy. What was that? The, that Facebook post? <laughs> yeah. I didn't you guys just it. don't get it, man. You guys don't get it. <laughs> it's just too hard There's for you, Definitely. <laughs> I mean, uh, our uh, friends at other sites have similar opinions on that game. It's not yeah, good. Yeah. Which is a shame. Not, um, but I'm digging Scary Girl. It's kind of like... Um, a darker Nintendo-style platformer. You know, cool. where you, there's collectibles and things to swing around and pick up. And I'm having fun. I'll let you guys know when I get through it. Mm. I can dig it. Yeah. Um, also on Xbox Live this week um, is uh, the Phoenix Rising maps for yes. Gears 3. Uh, for anyone with a season pass, like it's a no-brainer, obviously. It's yeah. going to tell you to download it every time you log in. Um, everyone else, it's it's 10 bucks, So it's, it's weird to break down value. Because if you're still like adamantly playing Gears of War 3 multiplayer, you should buy this pack. The five mm -hmm. maps are really good. Um, the only one that's returning from old Gears games is uh, Escalation, which is basically the fight on the steps outside of the Phoenix Mansion, mm -hmm. um, which is a really intense map and kind of cool in Horde mode, actually. Because if you set up your base up top, most enemies are coming up the stairs, and it's a very narrow map. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, like the, the, guy, the team at the bottom gets sniper rifles, and the team at the top has to kind of rush down. But I always found it a tough map just because whoever's holding the high ground unless the snipers are really, really good, um, you tend to have the advantage. Because you're looking down, you have more of a, right. a hitbox to take out the enemy team. But then there's really cool maps like Depths, which is um, set in Azura, which is the late-stage campaign part of Gears, where um, 
you i'm not gonna i'm gonna, i was about to spoil like eight things <laughs> uh, but basically this the map's set in an underwater thing and it's totally took a page from bioshock like it looks yeah. it has that same like shimmering effect like kind of almost art deco stylings interesting and like cracks in the glass where water's pouring in and you can see giant fish swimming around outside um but it looks really cool like it's a fun map nice. and then there's like the i mean the whole th- theme to the pack is it's places throughout Marcus Phoenix's life, like the academy he went to school, the slab where he was in prison. Mm-hmm. And I, I really like the look of all the maps. Like, they're really well-styled, and um, the layouts are awesome. Some of them are a lot tighter quartered than others. Um, but overall, I say if you're still playing multiplayer, like, grab the pack. The maps are cool. Is yeah. this the second DLC that has come out? Or the uh, it's third? the third. It's the third, okay. yeah. They the third the... official one. There was that mm-hmm. free pack, which mm-hmm. wasn't really their the first. Versus pack. Yeah, the Versus pack, which they didn't count as one of their official yeah. um, releases, because it just gave some stuff away for free. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and Rom Shadow was the second one. Yeah. Or the first one was the Horde Command Horde pack. Command. Then Rom Shadow. Then this Phoenix Rising one. There's mm-hmm. four multiplayer skins, which, I don't know give or take like if you're a collector you'll probably want to grab them but like the cog soldiers are just another version of coltrane in his uh thrash ball uniform mm-hmm. and then another version of carmine and the locust are just two variations on different grunts um i i don't know i i wasn't blown away like awesome i have to play as this guy <laughs> like i still prefer the onyx guard from one of the other downloadable ones i don't remember which one and then um for anyone who's super hardcore and I noticed when I was playing through Phoenix Rising, a lot of you are, and uh, kudos to you, because it takes a lot of time to get to level 100. Mm-hmm. But you can now reset back to one, like Call of Duty's prestige mode, and just re-up, and you get like some badass weapon skins, and on the scoreboard of every match, instead of that white number that... I'm holding up a number in the air for everyone to <laughs> Stephen and Stephanie, but you guys at home can hear me too. Um, it'll set, it'll tell you what level you are, but anyone who's re-upped, it'll be a different color. So when I was playing the first day of release, like the people who had re-upped, their number was green instead of white. Mm-hmm. So you kind of know like, oh, that guy's only level seven. Oh, wait, that's basically level 107. Oh my God. Yeah. How, and do that's you know how many why times, my head got blown off. Do you know how many times they can proceed? You can do it three Prestige. now. So three basically two. that's leveling up to 400. Okay. Which is going to take hundreds of hours. And do you know what you get if you hit that The cap? highest cap of re-upping is going to get you this weapon skin that's like this electrical bursting off your weapon. Like, it's this super animated one. Um, obviously, I haven't seen anyone do that yet, because I don't think it's physically possible to put that much time <laughs> in to level up to, you know, 100, 100, 100, 100. Um, yeah. You'd be surprised. I bet in, in a month we'll see it, though. Okay. <laughs> People are awesome at that game. Mm-hmm. So, if so, anyone's out there, let us know, um, you know, if you're re up and if you made it to 100, if you plan to, um, I'd love to get there. I'm nowhere close just because, mm. you know, we have to play a lot of different things all the time. But it's still. And oh, I, to mention, you know, add to that, IGN, we put up our Game of the Year awards and Gears of War got Best Shooter. Oh, yeah. Totally agree. Awesome game. Holla. Um, or something. So, yeah, for everyone, like, <laughs> I love going back. Holla or something. <laughs> I love going back and playing it, but uh, I feel a little bit left behind sometimes because I'm just out of practice a little bit oh so definitely my favorite multiplayer yeah of this of last year so good cool Mm -hmm. so i say get it if you Mm -hmm. if you are worried about whether or not the skins are great or not like check them out online we have some images up in the gears of war gallery Mm -hmm. um but re-upping if you're a hardcore player and the extra maps are cool like you can break down per map you're paying two dollars per map yeah ignoring re-upping and the skins so hey new maps they look good so let's say that you don't have the 30 bucks to drop on the season pass. Yeah. Um, and looking at the past three uh, 
map packs or yeah. uh, content packs that you could get for gears. Um, would you say this would be the one to get? Yeah, if you actually. could only get one. Yeah, because okay. as much as it's multiplayer centric, um, you can still play the maps alone in horde or beast mode. All five of the maps, mm-hmm. um, and just the art style on all of them, like the vistas, like looking off the side of the map, the stuff in the backgrounds are just so cool looking. And the Horde command pack was cool because it added a few fortifications to Horde and that kind of thing. And the maps were good there, too. But I think these are my five favorite new maps. Wow. Or at least my my favorite pack of new maps. There you go. Mainly due to the stylings. Peter Eichelman's. Yeah. Seal of approval. Definitely get the free pack because it's free. But, um, yeah, if you're going to buy, can only buy one DLC pack, I'd say this is the one. Unless you're dead set on playing more single-player campaign, then go. Ram Shadow was good. It's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Um, and while you were playing uh, Phoenix Rising, I myself was working on uh, The Darkness 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just had a preview go live last week um, on the, Friday the, the 13th. The demo's out now, too. Yeah, the demo is currently out. And uh, so is uh, Kingdom of Amalur, Kingdoms of Amalur. Yeah. Um, if you haven't downloaded that one yet and you're a gold subscriber, I recommend doing it. It's a pretty awesome game. Um. But yeah, the darkness too. I spent some uh, pretty, pretty close and personal time with it <laughs> last week, um, and yeah, it's it's a pretty pretty brutal game to say the least. What you played of it is it different from what the demo offers? Um, yeah, I played um, about the first half of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the demo. I haven't actually downloaded the demo. I've just been playing the preview build that I that I have. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But I believe the demo opens up at the very beginning um, with the restaurant scene, mm. which is pretty crazy. Yeah, I've seen it in a when they it was pretty early on last year. They showed yeah. that off, and it it does look pretty badass. It's wild. I it's mean, basically, it explains, you know, in one violent, <laughs> nasty cascade of bullets and broken glass <laughs> and explosions, why you know Jackie Estacado ends up um, back with the darkness. And what happens to that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I played the original Darkness, like, way back in 2007, I believe, when yeah. it came out. Um, and I really liked it then. I thought I thought the crew at Starbreeze had done an amazing job with the game. I was a huge fan of Riddick as well, which was their the game that they did before uh, the Darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, this time around, uh, there's a new developer behind, behind the game. It's um, Digital Extremes. Um, they're based up in Canada. Um, they're also working on the on the new Star Trek game, which we haven't heard a whole lot of anything about in a while. Um, but anyway, um, you know, even though it's a brand new developer on the project, um, they're really carrying the torch well. Um, it the game seems to really capitalize on you know the 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 really awesome um, kind of stylized look of the of the comic. Um, it looks completely different from the first darkness like it has almost a cell shaded look but it's got a lot more details than that um the action is a lot more you know fast and furious i guess it's it's a lot more intense when you start fighting um your your darkness abilities are a lot more important this time around um you can do some really awesome things like uh like executions which are just so nasty. And then this time you have points one. to like put into certain specializations that you yeah, want the yeah. darkness to do, right? Yeah, um you you can uh the, when you do moves and like kill guys and get headshots, um you you get po- 
points. Um, executions also net you more points than usual. Mm-hmm. Um, and these points you can then go and spend at certain points in the in certain areas in the game and uh, unlock more executions. Um, uh, for each execution you do, you can either accumulate a little bit more health or accumulate more ammo. Hmm. And uh, you can um, earn more health and more ammo by upgrading that skill chain and and so on. I saw there's a... Tra- I think we have the trailer up. There's like a really bloody, violent one that's basically a, an execution montage. Yeah. Like there's a whole lot of the darkness <clears throat> eating hearts and decapitating people and chopping people in half. That might have been my video preview. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> seriously. That, oh. Yeah. That, well, it, it could have been a trailer as well. But <laughs> like seriously, that's what I ended up doing most yeah. of the time when I was playing the game. It, it's just so nasty and it's really fun. And like, there's, crazy, there's awesome. enough variety that it doesn't get old? Um. I haven't unlocked all of the potential executions. I mean, some of them do get a little old yeah. here and there. Um, you do see the same ones over and over again. But, I mean, when you're grabbing a guy by the ankles and <laughs> ripping him in half, <laughs> wow. which a move that the game calls wishbone. Oh, jeez. Oh, wow. Yeah, when, when you're doing that, I mean, you know, it, it has more legs than <laughs> than your your typical form of dispatching foes in video games is it like it's is it like over the top violent that you can kind of that's kind of like in a light-hearted way uh, or presented in a light-hearted manner kind of similar to like mortal Kombat fatalities where you're just like ooh, but i want to see that again <laughs> there, yeah i mean there there definitely is a real dark sense of humor yeah. at play in the game um you have like a, a a darkling companion who walks around with you and he's got this super thick cockney accent <laughs> and he's a pretty foul little guy but um, you know the, the game is a lot. A lot of the the gore is super over the top and, yeah. and pretty tongue in cheek. But I mean, I just remember the first time that I pulled off the uh, the uh, wishbone move. I was <laughs> I was taken aback. I was yeah. It was awesome. It was great. Man, but yeah. I think of uh, I think last week it kind of went under the radar. And I know it's not a huge name, but I played uh, or saw Sniper Elite last week. Okay. Did I talk about that on the podcast? I think it was right after the podcast. Anyway, that does a similar, mm-hmm. like, execution thing. Like, if you hit a good shot, you get, like, this Mortal Kombat-style x-ray where you see the bullet going into the guy and, like, breaking off his jaw or part of his skull or yeah. going through his face. And it's it's nuts. And uh, <laughs> for the demo, I saw, like, the developers had cranked that up, so we saw it a lot more than you actually will in the final game. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, okay, this is might be a bit much for... Especially, like, a realistic game where... You're judging bullets by where smoke is blowing yeah. and how far it's going to drop. Um, but pretty nuts. It's crazy. Yeah. Man, so speaking, yeah. speaking of demos, it's funny. Like, most of the time when we see stuff, you're going to see it on IGN. Um, you know, we, we have, like, a date when we can post stuff, like, for previews or yeah. reviews, that kind of stuff. But I literally, before walking into this room, went and saw um, the new Tony Hawk's Pro Skater HD. Woo! Yeah, how is that? Which is very little about it yet. And I didn't get to play it because it's very early build. Um, but it's it's looking pretty good, I gotta say. Does it mm-hmm. play like the classic Tony Hawk Pro Skater? It's it's hard to say without a controller in my hands, but um, seeing it in action, uh, like the graphics do look good. Like there's mm-hmm. some solid mm-hmm. new lighting. Uh, the hidden VHS tapes are now DVDs. Oh hey, <laughs> moving up. But uh, a lot of the Technology. game was unfinished. Like I saw a couple runs just in the warehouse, like classic Tony Hawk One first level yeah. of the game. Um, what they did do, since it's kind of a mashup of Tony Hawk 1 and 2, even though the map list is, or track list, or park, what are, what are they even called? Park list? Um, 
location list. Yeah, it, it's not confirmed remember? yet, but basically they're trying to do like a best of Tony Hawk One and Two. Mm-hmm. But you can now manual in Tony Hawk One, which wow. didn't come in right. until Tony Hawk Two, so, which means you're going to be able to get some crazy new combos out of the warehouse. But I don't think they went all the way to stealing reverts from Tony Hawk Three, yeah. which is like Damn. the ultimate combo chain. But uh, it's looking like it's going to be pretty fantastic. Right mm-hmm. now, like the balance was. It was set to perfect, like it wouldn't waver. So any grind the, that I saw was just straight on. Any manual was for going forever, and it wasn't like the the scoring wasn't quite built in yet, so you didn't mm-hmm. see what your multiplier multipliers were or, or anything. But it's definitely still straight up like collect skate, collect the hidden money, collect the you know hidden DVD, yeah. do cool tricks. Yeah, <laughs> now, that sounds really exciting because I'm glad they're. It sounds like they're not just taking the one uh, pro skater one and two and just putting a fresh coat of paint on it. And yeah. Just, well, it sounds like they, the they did take the... the the bare bones of the original build mm-hmm. of the game from Neversoft, um, and they're kind of reskinning it. Well, not you know, they're not just reskinning it. Like it's genuinely an HD update. Like everything mm-hmm. looks more detailed and polished. It's not like just upresed like uh, some other things we've seen. So yeah. I, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it, but it's definitely very early on. Um, like there are some glitches, and like I said, some stuff that just didn't come into play yet. But um, once I get a controller in my hands, I'll be able to tell you guys a bit more about how it actually feels. Or the skateboard add-on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope that's not supported for everyone's <laughs> sake. They gotta do something with all of them. <laughs> I think I'm. Uh, I think I'm holding out for Tony Hawk Three HD. That'd be pretty like if awesome. they just did that, like without dealing with the whole yeah. collection element of it. Yeah. If they just said, "Okay, we're gonna take Tony Hawk Pro Skater Three." Put it in HD and put it on XBLA and PSN. Yeah, I would be all over that. Tony Hawk Three was far and away one of the so best good. games ever made. I mean, so good, just amazing. That was the first uh, one on PS2, right? Um, I think that was still on the PlayStation. Three. I think it was. Well, it was on everything. I oh, think it came okay. out on yeah. PlayStation, but it was the Nintendo first Nintendo 64, and yeah, it was on PS2. That's what I played yeah. it on. Yeah, me too. And yeah, I remember I the first time, like, look, mm. seeing it look so good <laughs> after playing like. Uh, two played the hell out of two back in college. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm an old man. So, like, um, <laughs> so old, Pete. Gross. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I, like I said, the track list isn't confirmed, but what I saw in the temp listings, there was Warehouse, School 2, Marseille, Venice, Hangar, and I'm not sure what else, but just some classics from mm-hmm. the first two. So I'm looking forward to it. Supposedly, it's still trying to come out around May. I wouldn't be surprised if that slips a bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll keep you posted, yeah, especially absolutely. once we get some more videos and hands-on time. Yeah, and I look forward to reading your preview. Yeah, I'll probably put it up first thing in the morning if you guys <laughs> want to hear a little bit more about what I saw. Awesome. But you heard it here first. Podcast absolutely. You guys, you guys have an elite pass. Yep. Um, yeah, other big news. Um, this viral website talking about Resident Evil 6 or yeah, hinting at Resident Evil 6. Find that popped up. And yeah. there, stuff like this happens a lot. Like, remember um, the Modern Warfare one that popped up, but it turned out to be a teaser for that um, fan film, like Kingfish oh, or yeah, whatever? Oh, yeah, that's right. But it really looked like the countdown timer until a new Modern Warfare. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. But this one, Can't it see. seems like the bio... Or, yeah, but. Bi- Biohazard. Biohazard logo is definitely in it, mm-hmm. the, which is the Japanese name for Resident right. Evil. And there's a date scribbled on the wall, right, for tomorrow? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. My guess is we'll see something tomorrow. Yeah, there's supposed yeah. to be uh, the Resident Evil 15th anniversary celebration in Japan. 
on Friday on J- in Japan time. So okay. we're we're expecting some kind of announcement. Yeah, yeah. Right. They've been pretty uh, mum so far. Yeah, word around the office is that maybe it's for the next movie. Um, it could be, yeah. Maybe, but I don't know. I'm. I would not be surprised by mm-hmm. a six. Yeah, well, hopefully it's just features. Uh, what's her name? Shiva. Just an all <laughs> Shiva. Uh, Resident Evil game. Ugh. <laughs> I just remember the the AI being so crap and yeah. Th- that one boss fight in the elevator, where like you have to shoot. I I can't even remember what it was. It was some giant T virus looking thing. <laughs> you had to like shoot it at a very specific point. She would just go around the map, take all the ammo, and just <laughs> shoot this thing. <laughs> Like ding 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 ding. You're not you're not hitting anything. You're not aiming. What are you doing? Oh, and and you man. can't stop her. I mean, she's AI. She'll just do whatever the hell she wants. And as much as like four is such a classic, um, you know, it like really set a new standard for third person shooters. Mm-hmm. Um, but as much as that's such a classic, I don't want them to just try to redo that. I want something that's not five. Yeah. You want to return is, to form. Where yeah, it's like but survival I, I do and I don't. Yeah, a I want survival to four. I want no. some. <laughs> Good gameplay, even though you couldn't... What was it you couldn't do in 4? You couldn't run and shoot, right? Yeah, you, yeah, can. you can. Yeah. Things like that. So, some uh, some balance. Don't force co-op just because you need to... That's the popular thing to do, you know? It's because you need a bullet point, you know? Yeah. Hey, yeah. We're happy to play alone. We're happy to play alone. It's scarier alone, too. It's terrifying. For sure. Yeah. I actually yeah. want the... Uh, those uh, the the crimson zombies from like the Resident Evil remake. You know when you kill a zombie <laughs> and then like you return to that room later, they turn into like these feral zombies that like sprint at you. Oh, oh man. man, sprinting yeah. zombies are the no worst. Par- no more parasitic a- uh, enemies. <laughs> I want those zombies back. Yeah. Even though zombies are kind of overplayed. But uh, unfortunately, I've got to make an exit now because oh I've got to catch oh. a train. Okay. Back. Yeah. No worries. So, no, you guys will miss me. We will. We will. We already do. Thank you for joining us, though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks thanks for, for having me on in the brief. Now we're just going to talk here. about you our bet. Kevin Bacon fanfic. Oh, yeah. Man, I'm going to miss out on that. <laughs> this, this podcast is going to quickly devolve into nothing but Kevin Bacon worship. <laughs> All right, then. You kids have fun. All right. Thanks, Stephanie. Thanks, Thanks Stephanie. for having me on. Thank All you right. very See much. See you guys. Bye. Oh, wait. We're still here. We are. Oh, man. Just us and the tumbleweeds. <laughs> just a man and his thoughts. Man, what else is going on? I don't know. Games are going to start coming out. Final Fantasy comes out soon. Yeah, absolutely. It's been it's been around End the of office. Month. Final there's, Fantasy. There's copies floating. The review is being worked on. I'm mm-hmm. excited to hear about it. Later, guys. See ya. Bye, Stephanie. I think I told you I, I haven't played Final Fantasy in a long time, so I'm yeah. looking for a place to get started again. And so much of that is on like PSN, some of the classics and that right. kind of stuff. Um, it's a great place to start. I um, mean, you you said you played up through nine, right? Yeah, I played through nine. Which means okay. I missed a lot. I actually played, I put a good 10 hours into 11 online. Mm-hmm. Not so good. No. Weird-ass MMO. I did, um, I did not care for 11 at all. Yeah. I was super disappointed. I'm like a huge Final Fantasy fanboy. So 11 came out, I was like, oh yeah, okay. I'll get that. <laughs> and I just played it. It was so like, ugh. Just it's so weird. I don't know. Something about it, yeah. Didn't There's control, no right? explanation, basically, to anything, no. like crafting or skills or anything. It's weird and if you die you lose experience points yeah. and you can get leveled down what the f- that was such what? a slap in the face the first time that happened oh my god it's like it makes you just want to weep that is the worst thing anyone's <laughs> ever implemented into an mmo ever oh man good lord so i guess what i'm missing three actual games 10 mm-hmm. 12 and 13 yeah yeah i don't know well I'm, 
there's the the sequels too. There's like ten two. Oh yeah, which was not as bad as a lot of people made. So it. you're I saying think, I should I free I up around three hundred hours and just <laughs> get caught up? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I recommend ten. I ten yeah. took a while to grow on me, but when it did, it became one of my favorites in the series. Okay, I love ten. The ending alone is just masterful. It's it's a great. 10 is a great game. Cool. And um, pretty soon, I guess, there's going to be a good time to jump into it. Well, maybe not pretty soon. But um, they are doing a remake of it on uh, three, or PS3 and PlayStation Vita. Kind of awesome. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, 6 is still my favorite. Or six, three. Is, 6 is amazing. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. We'll always love it. Good, good. That's yeah. a good one. That's a good note to be on. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Moving on. Let's hit up some emails, Pete. Email. Email. <laughs> very good uh pamitha says i was shoveling my driveway this morning while listening to last week's podcast i couldn't agree more with your thoughts on those remainder microsoft points um as uh regular listeners might know last week we were talking about microsoft points and how much of a pain in the ass they are because leftovers yeah you get leftover points that you can't spend on anything um but it got him thinking about a solution what if Microsoft were able to create some form of flea market arena where on live where users can auction their digital goods, similar to the auction house from the Forza series? Uh, users can spend remaining Microsoft points on items, and those points will eventually get spent back to Microsoft instead of lying dormant in the account. Users who wouldn't be able to purchase new points would spend their balance transferring points to other users who are more inclined to spend. Has something like this been discussed? Does it already exist? Is there an enormous issue I'm missing? I think the issue, it's similar. I think it's more readily apparent with Steam on PCs. But basically the thing with digital content is you don't actually own anything. You right. own a license to use that software. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, hey, I just picked all these apples. Would you like to buy these apples from me in the marketplace yeah. of downtown where we live in real life? It's, I own this drawing of these apples, but you're free to use these apples as until our service shuts down. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm off topic. Basically, what I'm trying to say is you don't actually own anything, so it's not your place to sell these things again. Yeah, I love but- the idea, actually. It would be Mm -hmm. great to be like, oh, you know what? I don't really play Prince of Persia Classic since I got 200 out of 200 achievement points on it. Um, I'm going to sell that to some dude who does want to play it, Um, which would be great to rack Mm -hmm. up a few points. Or if Diablo 3 really comes to consoles, if that real money auction house could somehow tie into this whole thing, it'll never happen. But um, that'd be really cool to see. Because it's true. Like, you end up with these remainders. Right now, I have 40 Microsoft points. Mm -hmm. What the fuck do I do with 40 Microsoft points? (laughs) <laughs> exactly but i mean yeah i totally agree with you i i, I mean it, it seems extremely difficult um at least from microsoft standpoint yeah. i mean you said that um the points will get spent back on ms instead of lying dormant well they probably wouldn't the longer they just keep getting traded around yeah and the longer the short is that microsoft already owns that money because <laughs> yeah. you already bought their <laughs> points so it's really no skin off their back if you have um you know points still in your account i mean i guess that's a cynical way of looking at it but it's true it doesn't actually benefit them in any way it doesn't and that's why they will never do something like that yeah i mean that said i mean hopefully somebody else can come into the market and come up with some sort of um used program the way that that you've you've laid out Mm -hmm. um hopefully that happens and and we see more you know we see more uh malleability 
in the market in that way because I think it's definitely going to be huge. I mean, once we get into this point where digital games come to the forefront and, you know, we see, you know, digital distribution becoming the norm instead of, you know, just your regular Xbox Live Arcade games and, and games on demand, um, once we see that start to become huge, there's going to be a lot of people wondering about the place for used games and used content. Yeah. And uh, I, I still think that's definitely something that can happen in the future. And I, you know, I agree with you. It's, it's definitely like the way you laid it out could possibly work. It's just a matter of somebody taking the initiative and actually doing it and saying, okay, you know what? This isn't going to cut into our bottom line as a company. This will actually afford us more money. Yeah. So we, we just got to wait on that. I know. Because, yeah, I mean, like I was saying, too, it's not like... The problem is, like, if Microsoft were to shut down Xbox completely, like, mm-hmm. you still you don't have any rights to the stuff you paid them for. Yeah. Like, they're not going to deliver the um, code for Limbo, <laughs> like, the design code, the back-end code yeah. to Limbo to your doorstep. If You're not going to get, like, a down. DVD yeah. show up with no. Limbo pressed on it and says, sorry. <laughs> it's just that little silhouette kid all, like, shrugging and, and sad. But it's definitely, like, yeah, into the future, there's got to be a way to do that because... Mm-hmm. The sheer fact that, like, it's so... There's nothing you can touch. I mean, I, I don't know how long it can go that we just own these temporary licenses and we're putting yeah. all this money into without any rights to it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'd like we'll to see, see something like that, too. Jeez. You know, it's... The market dictates. So, I think yeah. that once people... In order for, for digital distribution to work, like, across the board as the standard... Um, you know, people are going to have to be comfortable with the idea that, yeah, you aren't really, you don't have anything tangible. This isn't something that you bought in a store that you can hold in your hand. You know, this is just a game yep. that is downloadable. Um, so I, there's some there's some some headway to go. I mean, that's a, a, a huge other discussion to have, but but yeah, I mean, we've we've got a little time on that. Yeah. Um, William actually has an idea of what you can spend your extra points on. You guys mentioned indie games in episode 41, and I had to give praise to the best 80 Microsoft points I've spent on a downloadable game. Vorpal, an awesome okay. bullet hell shooter with a neat art style, minimalist color palette, and a crazy good soundtrack, which is worth the 80 points by itself. Uh, I haven't downloaded Vorpal. Have you played it? Pete? I haven't. I, the name sounds so familiar, though. Yeah, it does. Well, it's, it's uh, the Vorpal. Isn't that from like Alice in Wonderland or something? Yeah. The, the Vorpal, Vorpal Blade? Vorpal Blade. Yeah. <clears throat> But yeah, I mean that sounds awesome, man. Yeah. I I'm totally gonna check that out. I know. Right I now. think our our what we always say on the show is that it's such a minefield of good with more bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's awesome that you found something good and these kind of diamonds in the rough uh, to be overly cliche. Really, <laughs> they need to be talked about. Like you gotta yeah, tell sure. your friends, get get more interest in the market because I would love to see indie games continue onto the next console and into the future. Absolutely. Which I should have added to that feature I wrote. <laughs> oh no! Keep up indie games. Oh no! Um, William has a second part to his question, or a question to his question, rather. Oh, wait, also, give indie developers the chance to use Connect. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's not there right now. No. Like, I there's mean, the can... Windows SDK software development mm-hmm. stuff for Connect, but nothing um, using the XNA, Xbox Live technology um, framework. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, if they're looking for Bright exciting ideas. new ways yeah. to use Connect mm-hmm. and really appeal to the hardcore audience put it in these guys hands i know shit they're the they're the finger on the pulse exactly okay uh william (laughs) says 
If we had to spend the rest of our life with one console and its entire library, excluding digital content like XBLA or virtual console, etc., which system would you pick? If you didn't have that last bit about excluding XBLA, I probably would say Xbox. Yeah. So much good stuff, but probably um, if it's just a system and its games, Super Nintendo. There you go. Yeah. Brilliant. Maybe PlayStation 1. No, I don't know. <laughs> There's so many good games there, but it really looks dated. I would do uh, Virtual Boy <laughs> because <laughs> it had all of 15 games yeah. come out in the United States <laughs> during its, like, what, 15 month tenure? Yeah. On store shelves. I'm just kidding. Hell no. Um, yeah, I'd agree with you, Pete. I mean, Super Nintendo. I, I still go back and play my Super Nintendo, like, almost every other day. <laughs> like I love it. It's so it, like there's so many classic good games that are f- always fun. Timeless ones too. It's yeah. not just a matter of them being great and awesome games. I mean, there are some great and awesome games, like you said, for PlayStation that you know they're really tough to play now because yeah. just something about the way they look and or whatever or how I they mean, control. There's just that barrier. 3D there. was so fresh and new at the time, but yeah. it looks the the original 3D titles on PlayStation look so just dated now. It's just rough. It's really rough. Yeah. But I mean, there's something about you know sprites and the, yeah. and the way that that the Nintendo or sorry the the Super Nintendo <laughs> was able to to you know handle them and you know the music the the chipset that they had on there for oh, yeah. the for for audio was just freaking amazing. Yeah. I mean, whatever they did with that technology, it was something that they couldn't replicate. I mean, you listen to games on the GBA. Yeah. that were like straight ports of these Super Nintendo games, they don't sound anything alike. <laughs> like, uh, That's true, like I, I, This was a few years ago. I bought um, Contra 3 The Alien Wars. Had an, an amazing soundtrack mm-hmm. on the Nintendo 60... Or, God damn it, I keep doing that. <laughs> on, the, on the Super Nintendo version. Um, and yeah, I was just completely underwhelmed with how it sounded on the GBA. Oh, jeez. Just not good enough. Pour, so, one out, pour one out for Super Nintendo. Yeah. We'll miss pour you. Pour one out. And play all of the awesome games for it. Oh, yeah. It's such an amazing library. That's great. Uh, Blake says, as we approach the new console generation, there are countless opinions coming out pertaining to the future of gaming. One very popular opinion is that consoles won't be around for very much longer. Details that are used to support this argument are the popularity of casual games, which shouldn't really count different audiences and all, but nonetheless. And recent products, such as OnLive's controller for iPad for iPads and that incredible new gaming tablet. I assume he he's referring to the to the Razer tablet yes. which does look pretty it looks pretty amazing. goddamn awesome. Yeah. Um while such a thing may and hopefully never will happen, my question is this, in a future without consoles, how would you want games to be played? Virtual reality devices, TVs that stream games directly, etc. Um yeah, I mean if we're cutting out you know the the middleman and getting rid of boxes mm-hmm. i think the the tv option would be the way to go yeah i agree Games especially are, yeah, yeah I, I still want a controller mm-hmm. but that ipad on live like you mentioned it's it's fantastic we saw it running here in the office it looks so good yeah um and if you can just bring that to a tv and stream to the tv let's let's make that happen exactly you know clear the clutter give us what we want and uh let's still have some you know semblance of a tangible thing in our hands to play games yeah. with it doesn't have to all be motion control but mm-hmm. um i think that's that'd be great for the future yeah i think that'd be awesome yeah. and i mean it's uh, hopefully it'll happen um it i don't have a lot of faith in it otherwise you know why do we still have 
cable boxes yeah. and satellite boxes and DVRs? Why aren't TVs handling that sort of stuff more capably? Um, so I don't know. It, it seems like we might have a lot more time yeah, before something like that happens. Obviously, I mean, I mean even we, if we go to like a streaming system in the next generation, I think yeah. we're still going to have a box for that. Yeah. Something small, but I think we'll have it. For sure. But yeah, I mean, you know, if we can cut out that box and just, you know, a straight channel between you and your games, mm-hmm. I think that would be amazing. It'd be great. It'd be great if you could, like, take it on the go with your iPad or Android or tablet, you know? Yeah. Whatever this, the service ends up being from whatever company ends up jump, making that jump. Um, be awesome. Games on every screen. Yeah. It'd be amazing. What a world we live in, Pete, <laughs> where this is even a consideration. I know. Jeez. It's fantastic. Speedy would like to know, which game are we more tired of seeing rebooted, Tomb Raider or Sonic? And do we actually care about them now? Sonic. I haven't cared about Sonic forever. Oh, but I would have said, like, seriously, three months ago, I would have said Sonic. Um, But then Sonic Generations came out, and it's freaking awesome. Okay. It's such a good game. And it's one of the few games that I've played in 3D. Oh, really? Yeah, I I have a buddy who has a a 3D TV. Oh, nice. And uh, we were playing it over at his house the other day, and it just looked awesome. (laughs) It was insane. Like, it looked so fun. I mean, I, you know, I... I'm super ambivalent about 3D and even 3D movies and yeah. that kind of stuff. I, I does just it give don't you a care. headache or does the TV work pretty well? Uh, TV works pretty well. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I didn't experience much of a headache or anything. I played Call of Duty Black Ops in 3D and Gears of War 3 in 3D. Mm-hmm. Um, both gave me a headache. Oh, bummer. But I think it's more a 3D thing than a game thing. It I don't know. Be. I'm just not ready for games to be in 3D. And with you, I don't like movies in 3D either. I don't know. Well, I mean, it also probably depends. I mean, you were playing Gears 3 and um, <clears throat> Call of Duty, and those are both super motion-intensive games. Yeah. So, I mean, I that, it's that really can... hard doing the, the first person in 3D, because you're, like, yeah. you're almost like closing one of your eyes to look down the barrel, because it actually looks like you know, something's being held up. Yeah, yeah. And that just ends up making you dizzy. Yeah. But, I mean, Tomb Raider, I have a lot of faith in this remake. Me too. Or this, not remake, it's a reboot, I yeah. suppose. It's like a prequel, really. Yeah, yeah. Because it goes back to how she learned to adventure. <laughs> how do you adventure, Laura? Laura. Lara. 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 Yeah. Laura. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it'll look it'll be good, I'm sure, but Tomb Raider has just been reborn so many times. Yeah. Yeah, to be fair, though, when I, I said Sonic right away, but I actually haven't played, like, the last three Tomb Raider games. Except yeah. Lara Croft and the Guardian of Light. Mm-hmm. Awesome XBLA game. Oh, for sure. One of the best. Would you consider that a, a reboot? Kind of. I mean, they took Tomb Raider out of it. Mm-hmm. And then for everything that happened right around when that game came out, it sounded like they were going to kick off this whole new series of Lara Croft games. Um, you know, from the more isometric, almost Diablo-style fighters. Yeah twin stick and everything um but i haven't heard anything of any more of those but i would love there to be that was so fun in co-op oh yeah totally but uh yeah like i said i actually missed like the last two or three tomb raider (laughs) games so i can't say too much about that but that being said i am excited about the new one coming out this year yeah it looks it looks good i mean it looks really good i don't think i know enough about it yeah they haven't shown that much about it really like we know some scenes we saw the opening and when she first gets, you know, thrown on this island and some stuff, but we don't, we don't know much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, basically to answer your question, Speedy, um, I would, uh, I'm kind of more tired of Tomb Raider being 
rebooted. I mean, there have been too many broken hearts along the way. <laughs> Angel of Darkness was just utter garbage. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, I care about them. I mean, I'll, I'll check out, I'll keep my eye on, on Tomb Raider. And uh, Sonic Generations is awesome. I recommend playing it. Yeah. Um, David says he recently started replaying Fallout 3 as it was one of his favorite games when it came out. Having not played it in a long time, he really enjoyed being re-immersed in the game, even though <clears throat> he played the hell out of it when it came out. Mm-hmm. His question is that if we have any favorite old games that we revisit from time to time because of how much fun we had the first time we played them. Uh, for me, it's Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, and San Andreas. Really? I played through the all three of them again last year. Okay. Um, so good. Nice. Like... Even though three is so like the first steps towards what they're doing these days, um, there's so much that's just awesome about it. And being a smaller world than some of the other ones, it actually did a really good job of leaving like the carnage of what you've done mm-hmm. um, behind much longer than some of the newer ones. Because there's less going on, so they can remember that there's okay a burned out car wreck in this intersection, mm-hmm. and you can go run around and do some other stuff. And then you come back, and it's still there. Whereas okay. in the newer ones, with a lot more going on in four, especially, mm-hmm. um, if you wreck something or blew something up, it would you go around the corner and go down a few blocks. It'd probably be gone already. Oh, weird. Reset. Maybe but, that was just the nature of crime in <laughs> yeah. in uh, Liberty City. People <laughs> would just grab shit and run yeah, away. Yeah, they just take the the wreckages and they have Ooh, a really good car. really good street cleaning crew. Sweet. But I, I can play those over and over again. I love that series. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, for me, I am probably a bit more retro in my in my gaming habits. Um, I love playing anything Mega Man. Mm, yes. I actually uh, just picked up a uh, copy of Mega Man Anniversary Collection on eBay. Awesome. And I love that. Yeah. It is so fun. I played through the majority of two in the fall. Okay. The classic. So good. Two, I think two is my favorite. Actually, yeah. it's probably my favorite game of all time. Mega Man 2. I think, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm pretty close with you there. Yeah. I had so much fun with that one as a kid. And three, I think three is vastly over or underrated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Our resident uh, Mega Man guru, Colin Moriarty, here at IGN, he says three is better than two. He once wrote mm-hmm. a very strong editorial saying that, and it pissed a lot of people off. Yeah. People don't want to hear that two is not the best game ever. People don't realize how awesome three really is yeah. i mean the music is fantastic mm-hmm. in that game um it's tougher than than two yeah i mean two i think after one came out and everyone complained how hard it was they kind of made two a little bit easier slightly I mean, yeah not it, don't get me wrong <laughs> but it's one not is easy one game. is ridiculously hard one is imp- nearly impossible yeah, I agree. it's crazy hard um but yeah i mean they they brought back a little bit more of the challenge for three like, it's very tough. And then there's that part in the end, I don't know if you ever got to it, Pete, but you have to, like, fight all the robot bosses again. It's basically this endurance match yeah. where you have to fight all the robot bosses, and then you have to fight the guys from two also? Yeah. It's insane. I've beaten two and three, definitely, yeah. at some point. But yeah, the endurance matches, are in, they're so crazy. So freaking hard. I mean, it, you, obviously, you by that point, you know what weapon works against who, but uh-huh. still, like, you're going on and on and on. And I think at some point you get, like, a, a life container, right? Or is that the part where you go, there's all the, the warp chambers to each of them? Yeah, And you yeah, have to beat them is. all in yeah. Wily's castle? Uh-huh. Yeah. So freaking hard. That's, like, <sighs> one memories. of the hardest things in oh, the yeah. history of the Mega Man franchise. Just wildly, wildly difficult. Such a great series. Yeah. But, yeah. Did you ever, did you play the hell out of 9 and 10? You know, I, I, I did. 
Um, I wasn't very good at those. Yeah. They were super freaking hard. I think it's something to do with like <clears throat> controller. I don't know. I I, I only I, th- I don't think I even bought ten. I have nine. I think I played through mm-hmm. like half of it or something. Yeah. I think. Uh, you got through half of it. Wow. Yeah, like half the I know, bosses or something. I know a lot of people who couldn't even muster that. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. It's definitely old school, but I'm so glad they did that. That's a uh-huh. great way to reboot a series. Like, don't don't polish it, don't change it, but just bring out a new one that looks just like the old ones. Absolutely. And I'm looking at you, Syndicate. <laughs> I think tomorrow Syndicate comes out on good old games on PC, which means you can run it on a Ooh. modern computer. Totally nice. going to buy that. I love really? the old one. Yeah. I'm curious about the new one. I will give it a fair shake, mm-hmm. but it does not include my favorite tool of all time in most any video game, the Persuadatron. <laughs> in Syndicate, it's just, you have these four robot agents, and you take them around the map, and you have to kill enemy agents and uh-huh. infiltrate things, and it's all isometric. But if you have this Persuadatron equipped, when you walk by civilians, they like do a what looks like a teleporting thing. They glow blue and then they start following you around because you just brainwash them to follow you and they'll pick up guns left by dead bodies and they'll shoot with you or they'll fight with you on your side. And you can pick up like 20, 30 civilians around the map. And once you hit a certain threshold of civilians, that's like, that means like your group power is super powerful and you can start recruiting enemy agents. So there'll be enemy agents shooting at you. But if you get close enough to them with enough civilians in tow, you can Mm -hmm. then, persuade the enemy agents to join you so by the end of a, like uh, <laughs> a persuasion like fest you have like 50 people following you around and you just clear out the whole map and everyone is on your side it's like a musical number or something almost yeah it's like uh, everyone's snapping their fingers doing like a west side story thing in there because <laughs> they're all they're all on the same team but thinking more like the miz or something <laughs> it's like waving flags and yeah. jean valjean is stealing bread or whatever happens look down <laughs> um but the new one, you can't do that in, from a first-person perspective. A, because it's heavy focus on four-player co-op. Mm-hmm. And B, I don't know how 50 people would follow you around in a first-person shoot. They could do it. It's possible. It is there possible. I'm just thinking of, like, uh, I don't know what game has done something like that. But it would be so awesome to have a crowd following you in a first-person shooter, kind of. Yeah, Especially if people fought alongside with you. But <clears throat> I think it takes away from the whole co-op element they're really trying to shake down. Yeah, that's true. I, I kind of want to get through Deus Ex before it comes out. Just because it's obviously going to be the biggest comparisons to that. Oh, for being sure. Being like a futuristic yeah. shooter. Um, but I know Syndicate's trying to do its own thing, and I hope that it can. I'm pulling for it, even though it looks a little mm-hmm. bit generic at this point, I gotta say. I have, I have faith. Yeah. I think, it'll, I think it'll be good. I like the latest trailer where it's calling it like, uh, in the future, you know, mergers and acquisitions. And it shows all this, like, violence. <laughs> Reminds me of American Psycho a little bit. Murders and execution. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, awesome. But we will see. That comes out with in like a month. Yeah, it's pretty soon. Coming yeah. right on it. Jeez. Right on. All right. That does it for email. 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 Let's move on to a few MBKs. All right. For you and me, Pete. All right. All right. Dominic would like to know Portal 2, Half-Life 2, and Left 4 Dead 2. Oh, God. It's a toughie. That's just one of those mean ones. Yeah. Uh, all right. Mary Half-Life 2. Okay. Boff Portal 2. Kill Left 4 Dead 2. I think that's my order, too. Yeah, I I love Left 4 Dead, the idea. More the idea than the actual execution. For some reason, I just can't get that into it. I think it's probably because I don't usually end up with a team of people I like to play with. Yeah. you got to really get, like, four friends together to play that. Yeah, it's definitely And I never can game. seem to do it, so it just it feels a little bit empty to me. 
I mean, that's like making me kill something I love, though. I don't really want to kill any <laughs> Valve games. Yeah, that's that's brutal. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with you. I loved Left 4 Dead too. It was a kick-ass game. Um, but yeah, something's got to die. <laughs> something's got to die. Jesse would like to know Windows Phone, Android, and iPhone. Uh, Mary, Android, Boff iPhone, kill Windows Phone. Ooh. I would marry iPhone, boff Windows Phone, and kill Android. You have an iPhone, don't you? I do. Yeah. I had a droid. You did? A Motorola droid for about two and a half years. Okay. And uh, I hated that phone by the time I was done with it. <laughs> it was, it just, I don't know, something happened and it was just slow and buggy and I'm probably going to get a lot of shit for this, but, you know, I, I'm i just not an Android guy. I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. Can't do it. I've had a uh, droid X for like two years now. Yeah. Is it two years? Yeah, about two years. Hmm. And um, I'm, I don't know. I dig it. I had it in this case for a long time, like so I could drop it and be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then one day, I had a, the battery freaked out. Something went weird with it. And uh, I took the case off, and I realized it was about 50% smaller. <laughs> so I've left the case <laughs> off. And even though it's still a ridiculously sized phone, it's much more manageable now. Nice. Yeah. There's so much of this phone that doesn't do anything. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Cody would like to know, Tekken, Street Fighter, Dead or Alive, Mary Boff, go. Um... I'm going to kill Dead or Alive. Never really played the series. Mary Street Fighter. Real classic. And boff Tekken. <laughs> I would boff Dead or Alive for the okay. obvious reasons. I can see that. Yeah. Some sexy ladies. Um, Just kidding. I would, I'd have to kill <laughs> Dead or Alive. <laughs> I, I've never really cared for the fighting mechanics in that game. and Once again, probably something I'm going to get shit for. But I just, I don't know. Gotta kill I'd, something. Yeah, I gotta kill something. And uh, I would marry Tekken and boff Street Fighter. I am a huge Tekken guy. I've always been. And, you know, I, I was a huge Street Fighter guy. I loved Street Fighter 4, Super Street Fighter 4. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't know. I just feel like the series has kind of lost its way after 3. And uh, it's it's a boff for me. <laughs> um, Steven says, rock, rap, and dance. Mary Boff, kill, go. I think that order. Yeah? Yeah. That would be Mary Rock, boff, rap, kill, dance. I would marry rock if it includes metal, because that's very important to me. Okay. Um, I'd boff dance, because some cute girls in clubs. That's true. Um, and kill rap, because, meh. I don't know. I, I, I like some rap. Don't get me wrong. I'm, there's, there's some rap that I really enjoy. Okay. But not, not a ton. But you like dancing more. Sure. Why not? <laughs> it's boff worthy. Fair enough. It's boff worthy on a, on a Friday night. Um, Mark says, Mark's got two for us. Ooh, in this one. Okay. Ooh, the, the, the last one really ties us all together. It absolutely it really does. brings us home. It totally does. Uh, Mark says, Moe, Krusty, and Seymour Skinner from uh, The Simpsons. Mary Boff, go, go. Um, I think Mary, Krusty, kill Moe. Or, no, no, no. Boff Moe, kill Skinner. <laughs> uh, I would marry Moe because he's hilarious. I love yeah. Moe. He's one of my favorite characters on that so show. So good. Uh, Boff, Seymour, kill Krusty. Okay. Yeah, I could, yeah. Sideshow Bob. I'm going to try to kill Krusty. <laughs> all right. And here we go. Here's the one to tie it all together. Here's the one to bring the room together. Man. It's Mega Man 2, Mega Man 3, and Mega Man X. Oh, man. Mary Boff kill. I think Mary 3, Boff 2, kill X. Okay. I, either that or the order it's in. I don't know. I'm going to have to go with the order it's in. Yeah. Okay. 
even though I, that's a tough Mary Boff. But Mega Man X was a great game. It was Don't great. get me wrong. Exactly. It's an incredible game. Uh, <laughs> they put it out on iPhone recently, if you can imagine. That's insane. For, of all the games that require, you know, super <sighs> tight controls and <laughs> cat-like reflexes, that's the one that they put it on the iPhone. Oh, what? man. Yeah, why, oh, why do stuff on. like that? But, yeah. Man. That order for me. All right. Right on. Keep sending in your Mary Boff kills. We enjoy those. Absolutely. They make us make tough decisions. We we love Mary Boff kills. They're Man. as fun to do as they are to write, I'm sure. <laughs> um, and that does it for our questions and answers period as it well. Um, if you have any more questions, MBKs, or you just want to shoot the shit, send us an email at unlocked at IGN.com. Remember to keep your, uh, your questions short and sweet yep. so we can try to get to them on the podcast. Obviously, we can't get to all the questions, but... Um, we will do our damnedest <laughs> to answer your questions that you may have for us. Conversely, you can hit us up on Twitter at Unlocked at P. Eichmann's. Uh, Stephanie's is at Superlete with a 7 instead of a T at the end. <laughs> um, at IGN and myself at Stephen underscore Hopper. And Pete, what is our meta achievement? Oh, God. What is going on this week? Let's have them send us what they would like to see in resident evil 6 yeah send us your uh, on uh, this big assumption train we're all sitting on yeah uh send us what you want out of it yeah tell us uh who you want to be the lead do you want it to be chris do you want it to be leon do you want it to be wesker even though wesker no. i think is dead right i think he killed him at the end yeah, of last spoiler time. alert sorry yeah bummer um we just saved you like six hours of your <laughs> life don't worry about it you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, tell us uh, where you want it to take place. Do you want it? Do you want it in like the the African setting of Resident Evil Five, or do you want it more in like the like European village setting of Resident the, Evil Four? If it's true, if that teaser's real for six, it looked like there was some Arabic on the wall. Okay, so I don't know if it's taking us to the Middle East. Huh? That'd be cool. Or even if you want to see it on a train. Yeah, like in RE Zero. <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah, that's worth how yeah. many points, Pete? That's uh, It takes a little thought. We like to hear your hopes and dreams. Let's give you 20 points. 20 points. Yeah. 20 points for and your And for RE those of you who have been following episodes. along for the last probably 35 episodes at least that we've been doing this, mm-hmm. I, maybe, maybe not that long. It's been a long <laughs> time. Um, hit us up with your, your gamer score, your unlocked gamer score. Yeah. I'm curious to see what people have. Your meta have. score. And this is all on our system. Um, somebody would actually have to go through and add up what our grand total available <laughs> is. We should probably start doing that because it's kind of funny. <laughs> Um, I'm curious. But let us know. Send us your RE6 predictions um, and send us, you know, what your score is if you have more than one. Absolutely. Multis. Absolutely. Um, thanks, Pete, for Thank being on the you, podcast. Thank you, Stephen, for got leading it, this. Absolutely. Thanks, Stephanie. Um, I hope you made your train. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and thank you, listeners, and we'll catch you next time. Word up. Bloop, bloop. It's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. 
And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.